Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Hayden Stern. We recorded this a couple weeks ago in Olympia, Washington. This episode is brought to you in part by the Julian Family Fiddle Camp. Come learn from some of the best instructors and performers in roots music. Inaugurated in 2011, the Julian Family Fiddle Camp is a five-day acoustic music camp for people of all ages and musical abilities, held annually at a full-service rural family retreat near the historic mining town of Julian, California. This year's faculty includes Joseph DeCosimo, Karen Celia Heil, Mike Compton, Joe Newberry, Grant Gordy, Bibi Baumas, Vicki Vaughn, Kimber Ludiker, and more. Register and learn more at FamilyFiddleCamp.com. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guest, but first, here's my interview and jam with Hayden Stern. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Hayden Stern, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. What did we just play? We just played a Scottish pipe tune called Lauren McCowan's. Lauren? Lauren, L-O-R-E-N. Great. Yeah, McCowan's. Lauren McCowan's. Yeah, how would the Scottish players that you play with feel about what, what we just did? Um, they would they would love it and find it blasphemous oh, simultaneously, good. which is what I'm going for all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that. I was. Um, have you have you ever read? Uh, Donna Haraway's um, Cyborg Manifesto. Yes, yes. Great. You know, she talks about uh, blasphemy Oh, yeah. in the first yep. section. She's like, the thing that's, you have to take something really serious in order for it to be blasphemous. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, like, there's something about like holding a tune and tradition with like great care and yeah. then deciding on purpose exactly what rules you want to break. <laughs> yeah, you have to like kind of love the rules to break them in a blasphemous way. Yes, exactly. You can tell when someone's breaking a rule because they don't care and it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, in this situation, uh, normally that tune is played much, much faster than that. And of course there's not a banjo there. Um. But there's something I really love taking, like, pipe tunes are really trancy. So there's something really fun about slowing them way down. And they're, I think they they play better with old time than people give them credit for. Because mm. if there's something that a bagpipe is about, it's about a drone. And it's about a sort of a lot of repeated notes and like rocking back and forth. Yeah. Just because of the limitations of the instrument. And yeah. so it's, um, even though, you know, the prototypical fiddle style for Scottish music is very, very far from old time. If you yeah. go back to sort of like a pipe tradition and like not mm. a pipe band tradition, but like a folky pipe tradition, um, weirdly weirdly a lot of compatibility and overlap actually yeah interesting i i hadn't necessarily thought of that to like because i because i know that like fiddlers play pipe tunes obviously yeah, yeah. uh and i would just do pipers play fiddle tunes as well well kind ki the answer is kind of kind of because there's only nine notes on a bagpipe okay yeah so there's uh they sure. turn fiddle tunes into pipe tunes yeah sure but you can kind of only assimilate in one direction right and some fiddlers really resist it they're like i'm a fiddle but I always, I think because I used to play in pipe bands, I feel very like, I'll be a bagpipe. Yeah, sure, I'll be a bagpipe. <laughs> but the result of me being a bagpipe is that people have been asking me if I play old time since like decades mm. before I ever yeah. played old time. Interesting. Yeah. That felt really comfortable for me to sit into uh, in a way that other, like maybe, yeah, other fiddle tunes in... Um, those islands uh, have been difficult for me to sit into. Uh, I, it's often really like confusing to me. Like, I think I have a really good ear, you know, I'm like, Oh, well these tunes, they use all the same scales. They have very similar mm -hmm. forms. Uh, but sometimes I, I don't know why sometimes when I sit down and even if it's something that's ostensibly in the same time signature, I'm just like, I just start dissociating. Oh just, yeah. I have no yeah. idea. There's so many, there's like, so many like sub traditions in Celtic music where like, yeah, like the emphasis, everything kind of just falls not where you would expect it to in an old time tune. Yeah. But pipe reels are the most similar. Huh. And what's really interesting is that a lot of Irish and Scottish players who haven't had a lot of exposure to pipe tunes will get really confused in some of the pipe reels that makes because me feel they're <laughs> they're really. But but I think they're actually more similar in some ways to old time, like in the same way. Like, I think a lot of the tunes just end up doing what Clawhammer banjo does in a way. Like, there's a lot of, because there's just not that many notes. So there's like just a lot of like, yeah, like, like rocking back and forth a fifth or like just this kind of like yeah. really interesting, like play with rhythm that I sort of otherwise associate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And you can play that up or play that. Like in my situation, you know, you can make a choice about which way to to lean with it. But yeah, it's more about more about the anchors than the line between those anchor points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's why. <laughs> and bagpipes do a lot of like hot nonsense in a limited range to kind of like <laughs> fill those things in. Yeah. But it ends up these tunes are like really groovy, really really trancy. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about hot hot nonsense? 
love hot nonsense. Yeah. Like, why, 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 why would I be here? Like, come on. Um, <laughs> hot nonsense is what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, I think it's about like, I think it's about structuring a framework that's like really, I mean, back to like the blasphemy idea, right? That's like really grounded in where the music comes from and you're really grounded in a community with the music and having sort of like a a technically excellent and like culturally competent framework from which to launch said nonsense so that it feels like really believable. Like I think that's the thing with hot nonsense is it like <laughs> is like on some level there needs to you need to be able to justify the frivolity even if the justification is just like it sounds really good. Yeah, but there ha there needs to be some kind of like, you know, <laughs> like I feel like, you know, that's what you have to separate it from, you know, the sort of like soul killing experience of listening to someone like play Wizards Walk way too fast or I don't whatever. know this one. Oh, that's good. It's you're fine. You would it kill my soul? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just like a. It sounds it's like, like a cool too. It's a very it's a, it's a very flashy like string band kind of okay. situation. I don't even know whose tune it is. It's like a Jay Unger tune or something. Oh, okay. Um, and it's one of those tunes that's built in to be so flashy that it often kind of falls on its face because. Oh. Like, I, I, I'm much more interested in taking, like, a really simple tone that doesn't have a lot going on yeah. and, like, squeezing something fascinating out of it than I am about a tune that has all of that written in, if that sure. makes sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, like, put frosting, pipe frosting onto a cake that's, like, already just covered in fondant and frosting. Right. Well, and, and you know when you get a cake from the store and you're like, wow, I wish this frosting were good, but this yeah. frosting is like bad, but it's like the frosting that just like comes with the territory when <laughs> yeah. you get this kind of cake. Absolutely. Um, whereas if you hear someone take a tune that you never really thought twice about, mm -hmm. like it's kind of boring, but they've like pulled something really essential out of it. Yeah. It's like good frosting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that frosting's homemade. Uh, I'm loving already <laughs> where this is all going. Uh, let's play Let's play an old-time tune. Yeah, let's and do it. And then I want to ask you about how you started playing this instrument and all of that good stuff. Sounds what, good. What old-time tune, tune should we play? Such a good question. Do you... I know that you know three. I know. I, I definitely know more than three. There's just three that I have on my, like, checklist. I've been playing old-time music since 2012, and that's also my relationship with the tradition. It's like, I know I know thousands of tunes, but they're all compressed files. Yeah, for better or for worse. compressed folders. Yeah, this, is, this would also be me if this were a Scottish music podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Like, I'm sure I've played it before. <laughs> um... Of the three that I've successfully named, do you have a preference of which one to start with? Oh, well, how about how about we do that dry and dusty? I'm Great. I'm near the tuning that I would prefer to use for that. Great. Great. Do you usually like doing a a, a fast and straight ahead dry and dusty or a slow and lazy dry and dusty? Oh, interesting. Um well, I guess my Temptation would be a fast and straight ahead one because slow and lazy is so represented uh, in the culture for for this tune. Yeah. Uh, do you? How do you? Do you want? Yeah, do we that? can do that. Let's let's take it fast. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. 
time. Old time. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden, when did you start playing fiddle? I started playing fiddle about 25 years ago. How, how old are you now? I'm 32. 32. 32. Yeah, 32. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> it gets harder. I know. I got past 30 and I was like, do I really need to keep counting? <laughs> Okay, so um, seven. 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 Good job. Yeah, that did is. Math on the spot. You did it. Look yeah, you me. should. This is a special podcast episode. <laughs> a very special episode of Kevin Nicole. Um, why? Well, um, I, I started with classical violin. I didn't know about fiddle yet. Um, and the answer is. I guess I begged my mom for two years and she was finally like after classical before, like I hadn't played at all. Like I was like from nothing. I just started begging my mom when I was five and two years later, I think she finally decided that it would be less annoying to have a beginner violinist in the house than it would be to listen to me keep begging her to play. Yeah. You somehow were, were screeching and yelping. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I think I made it like... More than yeah, a bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I started with classical and it was not my vibe, but I, I knew I loved the instrument. I had no interest in yeah. quitting, but was really, really shy as a kid. And so the idea of like standing in front of my teacher and just like playing a piece was really excruciating for me. So like I had to be bribed with candy. I think yeah. sweet tarts were the candy. Sweet of, tarts. It was sweet tarts. That was the candy my violin teacher would bribe me with where it's like, if you play this like Suzuki piece in front of me, I'll give you sweet tart. Oh, so like one sweet tart per, yeah. per Suzuki piece. Yeah. And, and then so the, like a roll per lesson. Yeah. yeah something, something like that. Yeah. That yeah. was how I was like. Um, but then I think after about a year of that, um, there happened to be a Celtic music camp for kids near where I grew up. And so... Where did you grow up? I grew up in Santa Cruz, California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a... What was the camp? It was like the community music school. Okay. Um, we just called it kid camp. It was like their kids' kid camp. Celtic camp. It was just like a two-week camp in the Santa Cruz mountains at the like compound of this like chemistry professor. He'd like built a castle complete with like a catacomb system. There was like a working guillotine and we used it to like, excuse me. (laughs) It was off limits except for the like concert at the end of the camp where we used it to like slice watermelons. And like, yeah, you could go on like tours of the catacombs. They were like pitch black. There were fake bones embedded in there. You could like pop up like in his house from the catacombs, normal summer camp experience. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm completely speechless. Um, he was a chemistry professor? Or like, te- I think actually he was a high school chemistry teacher, if I remember it right. The Santa Cruz Mountains are just like this. You just need to know. Like, they're just like this. The castle was awesome. There was like one of the, yeah, there was, there were like, there and there were like, outside of the castle, there were like the stocks. So you could just like put your friends in like the stocks. <laughs> So that's how I started. That's how I started playing fiddle music. Holy shit! Um, wow, that had like that sounds really fun, but it also gives me some very like you know like have you ever met any civil civil war reenactors? It gives me some of those vibes. It's like why do you like this so much? Uh-huh. That is, that is, that, it's one of those things that as a kid you're like this is the coolest place ever, and as a grown up you're like I have. Like several questions. Yeah. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and like a little like Who do you see yourself in as in this fantasy? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so yeah, that is that's where I started playing fiddle. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Um and yeah, I just started playing nonstop and um ended up eventually playing with like San Francisco Scottish fiddlers and like, you know, went on their little Pacific Northwest tour with, with Alistair at one point. Oh, but I was yeah. like at, at 13 or something. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's, that's how it all, it all started for me. And then I think I took a, a big hiatus in my twenties and then kind of, uh, came back to it more recently. Yeah. Do you want to say why you took a hiatus? Life, life had, had particular plans for me that were, yeah. were not compatible with playing in that moment. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it there. But... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to like come home and play an instrument, it, it either is like, uh, something that you have to do. It's either the only way to like process what you, your day or your week or your year, yep. or it's like, I can't afford <laughs> to pick this up right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was really interesting because, you know, it, the, again, without going too much, too, too much detail, the hiatus I took was really not of my choosing. Mm. Um, and part of it involved an injury that, that required me to completely learn how to play again. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like this right arm got totally paralyzed and I had to like just completely reteach myself, which was, yeah. which was kind of crazy. Um, and it was really interesting because, you know, I've always sort of felt about playing fiddle, like there's just nothing like it. There's just nothing makes the world sort of feel like alive in the way that playing tunes with other, other people can make it feel. Um, and you know, it had acquired a sort of lot of complexity along with that in the time leading up to me stopping for a while and then in terms of coming back to it. And there's something so liberating about coming back to this kind of thing as an adult where suddenly those obstacles that felt insurmountable look very small and it, it, it is much, it feels just easy and fun to have it back in my life. Um, so it's been, it's been really nice and of course, sort of connecting from scratch with music community up here in the the Pacific Northwest. I, I didn't know anyone. I had no idea there was great music here. And then I made, I think it was like 2021, right after like the COVID vaccine came out and it seemed like it was possible to have friends again. Um, I made a post in Seattle Queer Exchange being like, this is probably like kind of a weird question. Is anyone here who's like queer and like really into playing Celtic music? <laughs> like I don't like don't don't even respond if you want to learn. I like it, like hit me up for lessons in yeah, that situation. Yeah. But like, is there anyone? And my now good friend Alicia immediately tagged Alex Sturbaum and then like twenty other people and then. Alex and I met and I recorded on one of their albums and then we started a contra oh, dance band slash. Oh, lovely. Great. I, I like hate that track because I was not in playing shape yet. Oh, no. and, and so, <laughs> but I also love that track because, you know, it felt like, okay, everything can only go up from, from here in a way. Um, and yeah, now, you know, Alex and that greater extended social circle are, my closest friends and yeah. I play uh. music all the time and I'm gigging constantly and uh, it just feels like really, really sweet and serendipitous. Hmm. Thanks, Alex. We're in Alex's studio right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ray and Laura, for <laughs> letting us be here too. Let's let's play another tune and then let me ask you about old time music. Yeah. What should we maybe play another non old time tune? Sure. Another one that. Maybe I could handle. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, let me first put my shoulder rest back on. I don't know why it's determined to make an exit. Mine's having a lot of trouble too. I don't know <laughs> what needs to change with it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, um, you know, there's a tune. There's a tune in G called Noon Lasses. That I think the way I play it is not a bridge particularly far. Okay. Um, it's a four-parter, but okay. you could play the same thing for all four parts and it wouldn't matter that I much. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. I think it's one that is going to be really friendly to just weird banjo texture on top of anything that Great. happens, which is why I was thinking about Thank it. Thank you. It's so hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Ready when you're up. All right. Thank you. 
That tune is called Noon Lasses, and it is a Kate Breton setting of an Irish tune that I have further bastardized. Um, and that is one of the tunes that everyone has been asking me if I grabbed it from an old time tune for mm. forever. Because to the like Scottish player and Irish players, they're like, it's like too groovy. Like that can't, that can't be ours. And I'm like, no, like I, I, I got it from Maddie Rankin, who is solidly a, a Cape Breton fiddle player. <laughs> what does noon lasses mean? I couldn't tell you. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm giving it a very like, like inappropriate reading probably of just like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a last kind of from the the hours of like noon to like twelve fifteen. I mean, like it's mood. It's like high tide. Like mood, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love in my mind to spell it like the electrolyte tablet, which is <laughs> and yeah. think about it about it. How it's like the girls are hydrating after a long night. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love to see a noon last. Yeah. 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 I would love a paid partnership with, with Noon, please. Yeah, you know, noon, <laughs> anything. N- noon, if you're listening right now, uh, yeah. musicians are really dehydrated all the time, yeah. and there's a solution for that. <laughs> we're, we're too dry and dusty. Yeah, so true. When did you start playing some old-time music? When did that well, enter the picture? When did you start flirting the... with that? Um, it, was, it was less like flirting and more like... Panka Jane Chulevsky being like, Hayden, Hayden, <laughs> you don't play any old time. And me being like, no, I don't. So sad. <laughs> and then, and then Alex, you know, being like, just sitting in their living room, playing an old time tune on guitar and being like, Hayden, get your fiddle out. And then... <laughs> you know, giving me twice through to learn the tune and then being like, great, you're on your own now. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards being like, you know, that's one of Panka's favorite tunes, but like every single time. So I think, I think there's been somewhat of an elaborate scheme happening to me is how I would actually describe <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. You've been, um, appropriated. Yeah. Like, I was simply yeah. informed that yeah. this is what I'm In doing now and I can, Yeah. Uh, can either go with it or go against it, but uh, it'll be more fun if I go with it. I really like that about a lot of the old time community. I feel 
like when I have when I have students that are worried about like taking up too much space like at an old time jam um, I'll often say like if you go to an old time jam I think there's a good chance you will be bullied but not in the way that you're afraid of <laughs> yeah it's kind of the opposite of a lot of Celtic session culture yeah. in that way is it feels very like yeah. yeah like get in here and I feel like yeah with Scottish and Irish I mean, people can be very friendly. I don't want to make it out to be a mean session culture because that's not what it is at all. But and there's there a lot are more meanies in the old time. Yeah, as every well. everyone's mean everywhere. Yeah. But like, <laughs> in terms of like the greater culture, you know, there's much more emphasis on you sit and listen for a very long time. You really have yeah. to like steep yourself, sort of like in the the culture and like build up some like community reputation. And it's not that you can't play before that, but people aren't going to be like really excited and and invite you to play stuff until you've sort of like churned through a a clout building warm-up period um when you have to and then you have to debut (laughs) (laughs) just like right which is like very i mean like one time i went to an irish session in chicago i had to have been like 12 i was just passing through and so i was like i'll just go to an irish session and i played this tune dinkies everyone knows dinkies scottish players play it irish players play it it's just like standard standard fair um tune and i played it the way every single person on the west coast still plays it um and one of the the dudes in the session was like doesn't really sound like dinkies (laughs) (laughs) that was like the only word anyone said to me the whole night (laughs) oh my god um so sometimes it's like so it's been it's interesting like and that's like an, an outlier example, of course, but sure. um, yeah, there's certain like subtleties of, of just like sitting back and waiting to be invited that you're sort of supposed to yeah. do in some way. Anyways, it's been really interesting to have basically my entire experience of old time just being my besties being like, so are you going to learn this tune or not? Like, <laughs> just like, come on. <laughs> get in, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in, loser. We're going old time. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that that's your origin story for old time. Yeah, well, I always Good. wanted to play old time, but there wasn't a scene for that where I'm from as a kid. Mm. So, I mean, you know, if I'm, I'm sure someone's going to tell me that I, I'm wrong, but like I didn't know any of those people if if there if yeah. there was, and so people who played old time seemed like it seemed very mysterious to me. I didn't really understand how you got there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you did that. Yeah, I didn't know growing up in Portland in the Portland area that there was this awesome old time scene here yeah. until I like left and then found out. Some of my favorite players are from Santa Cruz. That, that's where you said you're yeah, from, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that's one of the things yeah. where I'm like, I'm sure as an adult, I'm like, th- yeah. there's literally no way that there's not like a bang <laughs> yeah. in old time scene yeah. in Santa Cruz. It's yeah. like, you know, the right size of city kind of in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. it's, you know. <laughs> let's let's play an old time tune. What, uh, which one? We've done. How many tunes have we played? We've played three. We've played three and only one of them was an old time tune. Great. And then I think you mentioned Farewell Tryon, and yep. what was the other one? Hawk is a Mule. Let's play Hawk is a Mule. Let's do that. Yeah, I love that tune. Um, and the Hawk is a Mule. mule. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Andrew Marlin, please come on the show. <laughs> I don't I don't know if your people have gotten this message to you. I have to talk to your people because <laughs> yeah. you're a big deal, and you deserve to be, but I want to have a nice little jam with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
town. Such a good town. I, uh, at a Scottish fiddle camp last weekend, I uh, kept sneaking away to play that <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> we were like, sorry, everyone, we have to go play just one old-time tune for the next 15 minutes, so uh, we'll be over there doing that. I love I love that. Um, actually, at um, Alex's um, Race the Rafters oh, yeah. singing weekend, I went to the, the first one. Last the last time. So not the one I was at. No, sorry. I, I'll come back. Someday. Come back. Yeah, come back. Um, but they have to hire me. <laughs> I, 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 I I will inform the people in charge. Yeah. I, I hear I've met them before. It is hard for me to get out of the house unless I'm hired. To I do something. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was there like with a little contingent of like Portland old time players, um, and some old time players elsewhere. And we were just like on the second night. We were like, "So are we gonna are we gonna go play some tunes? <laughs> we're not supposed to. Is, are we gonna go do it? Can we go find a corner?" Uh, and then we did, and it was really nice. Um, I like counter programming. Like, oh yeah, I did the same last year at Razor Rafters. I did the same thing. I was like, <laughs> "So I brought my fiddle." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we have time for one more in the episode proper, but before we do that, where do people go to hear more of your music? I know you play for a lot of contra dances. Yes, it is, that is mostly the, the place that you would go to hear more of my music. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is mostly in the, the greater Puget Sound region. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear me play things that are not contra dances, you should hire me to do so. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly playing Contras right now. Um, and my, uh, my Contra band Natterjack with Alex Derbaum and Ezra Jane Landsman, uh, we'll be, we're going to be working on a record in oh, May. Good. So that will be out. It's not oh, advertisable yet because wait. we haven't made it yet, but yeah. it is, uh, it's, it's going to be there and then it will be easier to find my music and listen to it somewhere if you can't find me in real life. Now I've heard that um, so Natterjack is that that's the the core trio, but every once in a while, if someone wants to come play, they have to um, at least temporarily uh, revoke their gender identity. In yeah, order they to play do. There's the two things that yeah. you have to do. One of them is revoke your gender identity. The other, preferably, is wear a neon safety vest. <laughs> we're an OSHA compliant contrabands. <laughs> Safety knows no gender. <laughs> <laughs> you know when like a a beautiful animal advertises that it's poisonous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or when a harmless animal tries to look poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the two and you'll only find out by coming and listening to Natterjack. <laughs> And then you also uh, do visual art. I do. I do. Um, How do people see that? What's the best way for people to know about when it's happening? Um, When there is art to look at? Yeah, I try and keep things updated for for actual, for both, for music and art at um, my website, haydenstern.com. Also on Instagram as bioluminator. Um, those are, those are, those are the best ways right now. Um, I don't always, I'm usually pretty good at keeping my upcoming music gigs updated. Uh, the visual art stuff, it's often easier to just ask me because it's very, it's, uh, very weird. (laughs) It's not necessarily for everyone. So, (laughs) I mean... I think it's like super fascinating. I mean, do you want to tell people about like your <laughs> your current like textile like sure. thing that you're doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, I was not uh, was not prepared to talk about this in this moment, but it's fine. I have an elevator speech. Um, so right now, yeah, I'm working mostly with textiles and installation, and uh, I generally work from ethnographic processes. Um, so from 
from interview, and I'm essentially working on like non-representational portraiture. Um, so right now I am doing a collaborative work with a friend of mine who is very, very ill. Um, and one of the consequences of their illness is some uh, not so happy things happening to their skin. And so I've worked on creating this very, um, very ornate, very beautiful and very flesh resembling sort of uh, sculptural textile object um, and and also like a collaborative uh, publication project with that person's own own words. And so that's kind of a um, and a project where I, I wear that textile in places that I know that they want to go and are too ill to visit yeah. right now. It's sort of a uh, yeah, this way of honoring and spending time with this person who's far away from me and, and, and not doing well. So that's, that's kind of what's happening right I now. I love it. Yeah. I know that someone listening will be like, that is very interesting. Yeah, if anyone here loves conceptual art, hit me up. Yeah. Um. All you people who like uh, skin quilts. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into flesh, you know, just shoot me an email. <laughs> uh, well, Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, I hope to, um, I already have revoked my gender, but I hope to become safe enough <laughs> and OSHA compliant enough to sit in on a Natterjack uh, session at some Literally point. anytime. Great. All you have to do is physically show up and then you will be welcome. <laughs> so. Cool. Uh, is it BYO jacket? Um, Do you have any yeah, extras? yeah, okay. we don't we don't have extras. I'll find one. Um, I recommend for for the safety vests, uh, hit up Vivian Wise. Okay, very good. Yeah. What should uh, should we play our uh, farewell try on that? That's perfect. It even has the word farewell in it. So yeah, that's, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get my other range. <laughs> Thank you.
Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that tune is so sweet. Check out Hayden Stern's website at HaydenStern.com to see their artwork and hear their music. And make sure to follow them on Instagram at BioIlluminator. That's all linked in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again to Julian Family Fiddlecamp for supporting the show this week. Sign up now at FamilyFiddlecamp.com. You can support this podcast at Patreon.com slash GetUpInTheCool. That's also linked in the show notes along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me. There's also PitchforkBanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and CameraDoIt.com slash store where you can purchase my archived workshops or sign up for my new Old Time Songs Part 2 banjo workshop series. Check out my old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, and follow us on social media. We're about to tour the Midwest with Swedish trio Northern Resonance. That's in April, so check our tour dates. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.